When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Hey everyone, I am back. So this is Matt Williamson here to talk about, as we did last week at this time, what should we look for, expect, kind of gear us up for the Steelers' trip to Jacksonville this weekend? Um, first off, general thoughts here. This is going to be their version of a dress rehearsal. You know, the, this will be the what used to be game three when they played four preseason games. They're going to play starters, some. Uh, I'd be shocked to see TJ and Cam and Najee, but maybe a little of them, maybe. They played already in this game. Um, practice it, to conclude it, it, Latrobe was, you know, defense running off of cards to give the offense looks and vice versa, scout team stuff. And what that means is not that, boy, let's win at all costs. Let's game plan to beat the Jags. Yeah, kind of. But it's more teaching guys how to do it. So their first practice that is geared towards an opponent isn't when it matters most. So this is how we practice on, you know, throughout the week, week six, 10, blah, blah, blah. That's how an NFL team does it. That's how the Steelers do it. Get used to it. So just to give you guys all a better feel, we're going to game plan for the Jags here a little bit. Okay. So that's what you should expect. Um, The quarterback position I think what I would say is keep the momentum rolling. You know, it was a strong outing by all three. Um, I would expect Pickett to play almost entirely in the third game, but I think he'll get a lot of run in this one, probably as the two. And we'll finish up the first half, probably play into the second half, and Rudolph will, will finish things off most likely. Um, Trubisky, I want to see again, look like you belong, you know, as he did the first time around, continue to make those around you better. When an O-lineman blows a block, you still make a play guy runs a wrong route. You tuck the ball down and run or throw it away or throwing guys open, attack the middle of the field. That's what I want to see. Attack the middle of the field through the air. Um, the other two, again, keep it up. I think Rudolph's on a nice pace as a steady backup, and I think Pickett is ascending rapidly. So, again, keep it up. Uh, Pickett's poise to me really stood out in the last game. Let's see if it translates. Running backs, I don't know how much Najee's going to play. I want Warren and McFarland to look like keepers. I think they will. It'll shock me if they don't. 
with all respect to Snell, McFarlane and Warren to me would be a really good one-two punch for what you're paying them, their age. You know, I'm not saying that they're D'Angelo and Jonathan Stewart from back in the day, but I mean, I think they'd be a more than adequate one-two punch with Harris not available or sitting in this one. Continue to show me that. That would be great. Um, the tight ends, I'd like to see a little bit of Fryermuth. I'd like to see a little bit of Gentry. I want Gentry to be a great blocker. Hayward, keep showing me that you are a valuable piece that is going to influence every game you're a part of. I expect all those things. I want Deontay Pickens and Claypool to be nearly uncoverable. You know, that, that those guys to get separation at Will's a little strong. You know, I mean, it, this is an NFL team they're playing. Um, but I expect those three to be two of the three of the best guys on the field for as long as they're out there. I don't know how long Deontay will play. Um, Boykin and Sims to me are in a pretty good battle here for a roster spot and they benefited from Miller's injury who, who steps up and proves to the coaches that they can't be cut. The O-line I don't want to spend too much time on because it's really been my pet project all week and you can read my article. I talked about the O-line Wednesday on the podcast, I think, but I think they have a really tough test. And I think a lot of you out there will be like, Seattle stinks. Jacksonville pick first in the draft. Well, those are the teams you want to play in the preseason because they, they're going to play their guys. The first overall pick, Trevon Walker, is going to play. They've ramped their front seven really impressively, in my opinion. Jacksonville, I'm talking about. They have big, powerful defensive tackles. They have two of the most talented in Walker and Allen, edge rushers in the league. They shipped out Miles Jack and brought in three new linebackers, including a first-round pick and a highly paid free agent, as well as Chad Muma in the third round, who I thought could go in the second. So their front seven is big, nasty, and physical, and it's built to stop Derrick Henry and Jonathan Taylor in that division. Makes perfect sense. They've had a lot of resources, and they're dumping it into their front seven. <laughs> I know this isn't lofty, but... I hope the Steelers front five, the starting front five, plays that group to a draw. That would be better. I mean, I thought their, their run blocking was pretty good last week. If their run blocking was as good as last week and their protection is a draw against the Jags, one versus ones I'm talking, great. And I want you guys to focus in on the right guard, James Daniels. Enough's enough. He's been bad. That can't happen anymore. He needs to be the best lineman they have. This could be the first step towards that. And the second group I thought was pretty good. Trent Scott was brutal. Chaz Green was brutal. But Haig, Hassenhauer, and LeGlue were quite good. Um, I, I think that they are now to the point where they've like earned my trust and the coaching staff's trust of these are solid backup NFL offensive linemen. And I would imagine that will be the case well into the second half make the evaluations of Rudolph and especially Pickett even more valuable. I mean, this is something people don't talk about. But if you're going to throw quarterbacks that matter, and Kenny Pickett and Rudolph do, I'm not talking about throwaway guys at the end of games, you have to put an offensive line around them to at least get some sort of evaluation. You know, like you're wasting your time evaluating quarterbacks if you can't block for them at all. So that's a, a facet in this game as well. And I think the, the Laglues and Hosses of the world allow you to do that. Um, so that's this is a brief what to look for on offense. Be back in a moment here to do the same with the D. 
Um, I don't know how much Cam's going to play, but none of the front three guys played last week. Hayward, Alulu, Ogunjobi. The Jags' O-line is okay. You know, the, the I'm not sure who's going to play that group, but they have some money invested in it. I would say it's the 22nd best O-line in the league. Well, I want the Steelers' front three, and I know it's really a front five, but they're big people. I want them to wreak havoc. I mean, I want them to be very little running room. I want to see them be the more physical unit, and I want that to carry over when Loudermilk and Warmly and those guys enter the game. I'd like to see Leal make another play or two. Um, Trevor Lawrence is going to play, and he is pretty much everything he's cracked up to be in terms of talent. He's very twitchy. He's great on the move. He will present problems. He's going to be hard to get on the ground. A lot of design quarterback movement. He's wise beyond his years in terms of decision-making. He's not an elite passer. I mean, he's not Matthew Stafford as a passer, but he's very, very good. So this D-line is going to have a hard time getting to him because of his traits and his, his recognition. But I want to see them be the most physical group really on the field and set the line of scrimmage back a yard or so consistently, especially in the run game. I just want to see physicality out of these big men on defense. Now, again, will Watt play at all? And if he does, barely. I don't need to see T.J. Watt. I don't need to tell you guys about T.J. Watt. Highsmith was not back at practice yet, so he probably doesn't play. Their edge guys, those two aside, are worrisome to me and were really a problem with the run defense last week because Tuska and especially 50, Delonte Scott, who they've heard some buzz about, they keep getting washed down. They do not secure the edge nearly well enough. They get pushed around. Oh, by the way, they don't offer enough as a pass rusher. So, you know, I, I think that that group is very lackluster to me, which brings me to Jannard Avery, though. I don't think Avery is an every down outside linebacker, no matter what. He's kind of a curveball, a knuckleball. He's kind of a different style player. He's got a history at inside linebacker and edge. He's a little shorter. But he's fast, and I like the addition. I would like to see him have a good game here. I mean, I, of all the defensive players, he's going to be one of the ones I focus on most because if he shows that he's a quality player, which I think he is from when they signed him, that will alleviate some of my concerns about depth on the edge because I can't live with Tuska. I can't live with Delonte Adams. Maybe I could live with one of those guys being my fourth guy. But by no means can they be the three. Ideally, they're more the fifth or, you know, not on the roster. Will Jack play much against his old team? Maybe a little. And I think he's very impressive. He's another one. I, I know who he is. There's so many questions at inside linebacker not named Miles Jack that I would want those other guys to audition and show their case more and more. That absolutely goes for Devin Bush. What I think is interesting about Bush is a couple things, really. Will they really protect him with a really good defensive front and let him run and hit a little bit more, which is what he was designed to do when they drafted him in 2019? I mean, if he's constantly taking on blockers and in the trash, he's not going to be as effective. So will he at least have that advantage going for him? That would be nice. I mean, I think he'll show up bigger if so. If he doesn't, that would worry me. 
Um, also, Travis Etienne played a lot for them last week and is a very explosive, fast route runner, do it all back. And on Bush's best days, a while back, he used to play man coverage against those guys quite well in, in man, not zone, but man. Um, it, it, I would love to see reps of Bush versus ATN in man coverage. That'll be a real test and it would be go a long way. If Spillane is in any of those situations, he will get smoked. I am kind of done with Spillane, unfortunately. I respect him. I understand why the coaches like him. He's tough. He's great on special teams. He's just too limited and he can't cover anybody. So I would love to see Buddy Johnson, Mark Robinson, more likely Buddy because he's got an extra year, you know, just eat into Spillane's time. And I'd love one of those guys to show up and make Spillane even more expendable. My hunch is if Spillane's expendable, it's from a linebacker, not on the team. So the linebackers, I know, I, I never call the outside linebackers linebackers, but the edge and the, in the, in the middle linebackers, inside guys, you might need to look outside the team to get what you're looking for. But this game will be big to decide if that's the case or not. Uh, there's been some good buzz here about Mark Robinson, and I see why. Uh, he is an explosive athlete. He runs well. He's just raw as could be. I mean, he's just learning. Don't count on him this year. He's a guy next camp I think we'll be excited to talk about. But don't think, even if he flies around and makes a play or two, I would not look at Robinson and say, oh, maybe the answer is in-house. Not this year. Um, another thing to watch is the use of dime. Will they play with six defensive backs and thus take Bush off the field um, when Jack's out there? But if Jack's on the sidelines because of rest, Bush would probably be the single linebacker. So secondary-wise, I want to kind of pay attention to how many dime looks the Steelers give people because I think that's a really good way of not only getting six quality defensive backs on the field, but a lot of speed, a lot of versatility, and it, it helps your linebacker problem of getting that second linebacker on the field. If you have a four-man front, one one linebacker, six defensive backs. Another look I'd like to see, too, is a five-man front, as we often do, one linebacker, five defensive backs. Um, I don't have a ton of takeaways from the secondary in general. It sure feels like it's put-up-or-shut-up time for Justin Lane, who saw action very late last week. Is that still going to be the case? If so, that really tells you, boy, he probably won't make the team. Uh, it sure feels like to me that Pierre is well ahead of him, and I thought he held him held up pretty well. They're both good special teamers. Um, the rest of this group, I don't have a ton more to mention. There's just two little more nuggets before we sign off for today. Is this correlates with the dime conversation? Will Edmonds be in dime? He's going to be the pseudo linebacker. So that's a good way to look at it. When they're in dime, is he going to be somebody that is near the line of scrimmage, maybe taking on blockers here and there and things like that, and a little more linebacker-ish stuff than too high safety, you know, well other than the third-level defender. And I think he's capable of that. Um, I think it was telling that he participated in the backs versus backers one-on-one -on -one drill earlier this week. That's something linebackers do. He's not a linebacker. So if he's going to play a pseudo-linebacker role, Maybe that is what they were telling us by including him in that drill. And this applies to defensive backs more than any other position. But I always tell people that if you really want to know who 
the bottom of the roster guys are that they anticipate making the team and have high hopes for, watch the punt team. Watch the Steelers punt team. They will put their best special teamers, even in the preseason, especially if this is a dress rehearsal, on that 11-man unit. I mean, of course, there's going to be a long snapper in Harvin who's killing the ball, by the way, all week. I think Harvin's going to find his way out of your guys' doghouse. But anyway, look at the hit pause when they trot the punt team out there. Go chart the numbers of who are out there, and that'll be a huge indicator, especially in this preseason game, of who they like. Like, you don't see Justin Lane out there, but you see Pierre. You know, that's going to tell you a lot. Killebrew, those type of guys. But that also applies to Boykin, you know, guys like that as well. Um, If they're out there with the one punt team, that is a very good cheat code for you guys to learn that they are likely to be Steelers or very much in the mix. So that's what to look for this weekend. Um, I'm excited as could be about this game. I think the Jags are a great opponent. They're trying to build something there. I think that's the type of team you want to play again. So that's a wrap for the week over and out. Uh, When I get back to you, I will be back home uh, in the South Hills and no longer in Latrobe, and we'll be recapping Steelers-Jags. Adios. Thank you.